0: What's up, family? Thanks for stopping by. Today, I wanted to take a moment to share with you the history and impact of race on higher education. As someone who believes in the power of education to change lives, I find this subject both disheartening and thought-provoking. When I think back to the early days of higher education in the US, I can't help but wonder, were opportunities ever really equal? You see, From its inception in 1636 college attendance was primarily reserved for wealthy white men for black people and other minorities, attending college was often legally prohibited and discouraged with significant changes only occurring in the 20th century. This harsh reality has left a lasting impact on higher education with traces of these unfair practices still noticeable in our colleges and universities today. However, As we dig deeper into the history of race and higher ed, we start to discover the incredible strength, determination and persistence of marginalized communities, particularly black people who fought hard for the right to learn and the chance to shape their own lives. So let's take a journey together through time, unraveling the complex story of race and higher education. And maybe while doing so, we can inspire new commitment to creating a more inclusive and fair future for everyone. So I invite you to uncover the lessons of the past to guide and motivate our actions today and beyond. To truly grasp the early beginnings of race and higher education, let's take a trip back in time to the 18th and 19th centuries in the United States. Picture a society where education was seen as a privilege rather than a right. A society where the color of your skin dictated the opportunities available to you during this period african americans and other minority groups faced immense challenges when it came to pursuing higher education not only were they actively discouraged from attending college but they were also legally barred from entering certain institutions due to discriminatory practices and legislation for instance in the aftermath of the civil war many southern states enacted the black codes which were laws designed to restrict the freedom opportunities of newly freed African Americans, including limiting their access to higher education. In this era, higher ed was predominantly the domain of white males who enjoyed unfettered access to prestigious colleges and universities. Now let's take a moment to reflect on the consequences of this historical reality. For example. Minority students had limited options for pursuing higher education during a time when societal norms and racial prejudice created a blatantly uneven playing field. This made it incredibly challenging for marginalized communities to access the benefits of higher education. Grasping this historical context allows us to better understand the immense hurdles minority students faced in the early days of higher ed in the U.S. It also highlights the subsequent progress and perseverance as individuals and communities relentlessly fought for equal opportunities and education, regardless of race. African-American students were primarily limited to historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs, which were often underfunded compared to predominantly white institutions, PWIs. However, there were a few exceptions, like Oberlin College, which admitted students of all races. I admire those trailblazers who dared to defy the odds, like Mary Jane Patterson, the first African-American woman to own a bachelor's degree of bachelor of arts degree. It's individuals like this that paved the way for future generations, asserting that education is a fundamental right for everyone. As the U.S. expanded and the number of colleges and universities grew, so did racial segregation. Black students were systematically denied access to higher education, and in response, historically Black colleges and universities were established, starting with Cheney University in 1837. Today, there are over 100 HBCUs in the U.S. Despite making up just 3% of American colleges and universities, HBCUs produce 70% of all degrees awarded to African-American students. These institutions have been instrumental in providing educational opportunities to marginalized communities. Empowering generations of black americans to become leaders in various fields fast forward to 1954 and the landmark case of brown versus the board of education transformed america's education landscape this supreme court ruling declared that segregation in public schools was unconstitutional and sparked a wave of des- desegregation that extended to colleges and universities however change was far from easy resistance to desegregation was strong in many areas and the struggle for true equality was far from over. The introduction of affirmative action policies in the late 1960s was an attempt to level the playing field by considering race a factor in college admissions. The 20th century brought about significant changes in American society, including the civil rights movement. Landmark legislation such as the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Higher Education Act of 1965 helped dismantle segregation in higher ed and increase access to college for students of color. As a direct result of these legislative efforts, the percentage of college students of color in the U.S. has increased. Despite progress, a diversity gap between students and faculties remains students of color remain underrepresented at many institutions, particularly selective colleges and universities like Ivy League. Achieving diversity in higher ed is not only about increasing the number of students of color, but also about creating inclusive environments that support the success of all. As of of 2017, only 24% of full-time faculty members at degree-granting post-secondary institutions were people of color. This lack of diversity in faculty can have far-reaching implications for students, particularly for students of color who may not see themselves represented in their academic mentors. By increasing faculty diversity, colleges and universities can help create an environment where all students feel valued and supported. Now let's talk about achievement gaps. The significant disparity in six-year completion rates between White and Black students, 69% and 41% respectively, highlights the ongoing achievement gap in higher ed. This has practical implications, as lower graduation rates for Black students can result in reduced career opportunities, lower lifetime earnings, and decreased social mobility. The achievement gap also suggests that systemic barriers such as unequal access to resources and support may disproportionately affect minority students. So what can move the needle? One way colleges and universities can promote a more diverse student body is by adopting holistic admission processes. This means considering a wide range of factors beyond just test scores and GPAs, such as extracurricular activities, personal essays, and recommendations. By evaluating applicants based on their unique experiences and backgrounds, schools can admit a more varied group of students with diverse perspectives. For example, the University of California system eliminated the use of standardized test scores in their admissions decisions, focusing instead on a comprehensive review of each applicant. Colleges and universities can also help create a more diverse and inclusive environment by providing financial aid and scholarships aimed at underrepresented students. By easing the financial burden on students from lower income backgrounds or underrepresented groups, schools can attract and retain a more diverse student body. For instance, some universities have specific scholarships for first-generation college students, which can support students whose parents do not attend college and may face unique challenges in navigating the higher education landscape. To ensure more diverse faculty, colleges and universities can be proactive in their recruitment efforts, targeting underrepresented groups in academia. By offering combat By offering competitive salaries, mentorship programs, and resources for career development, schools can create an environment that attracts and retains diverse faculty members. One example is the use of cluster hiring. When institutions hire multiple faculty members from underrepresented groups in a single department or across various departments, this approach may not only increase diversity, but also helps to create a supportive community for the new faculty members from diverse backgrounds. Now, as I close, it's clear that the marathon isn't over yet. We've made progress, but we still have a long way to go. We must reflect on the past while looking to the future and ask ourselves, what can we do today? How can we continue to create diversity, inclusion and equal opportunity in higher education? What new strategies and approaches can we adopt to ensure that every student, regardless of race, has a chance to thrive? By engaging in conversations, challenging biases and working together, we can overcome and build a more equitable education system in the words of martin luther king jr the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends towards justice as we carry forward the legacy of those who have come before us let's work together to bend that arc even further creating a world in which education is a right enjoyed by all regardless of race thanks so much for your time today talk to you soon much love dr jay